Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, March 31st, 2020 is the year. I am your stuffed up co-host, Will Hunter. Nice. Hopefully that'll improve throughout the show. I took an allergy pill a little bit ago. Hopefully it'll kick in soon. I am joined by my stuck in a permanent state of deja vu co-host, Matt Sheehan. Matt, what's going on? I'm not BSing you right now. The only time of the day where I have a hint of knowing what day it is is whenever I record with you and you pound <laughs> out the intro with, hello, today is blank. That's the only time of the day do I actually know somewhat what day it is. Um, I'm holding it together, I guess, but boy, <laughs> oh, I don't know how much longer this could last, Will. Ah! Let's do this. You got like at least a couple more months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, it should blow over in, in no time. Yeah, no, just let's, let's, we'll go inside for a couple weeks and then it'll go away. Like, no. Nope. Not at all. No, I was telling my <laughs> wife because her birthday is uh, March 16th and she's a big birthday month person. And I ah. looked at her today. I was like, hey, you've had a long birthday month. Happy birthday for, month. For, for all the wrong reasons. I mean, yeah, everything got shut down on her birthday, like all the restaurants and whatnot and mm-hmm. anything fun in life. But hey, on the bright side, it was a, it was a mighty long month for you. So, you know what it's I say gonna end that? eventually. I don't know, actually. I say she deserves it for celebrating a birthday month. Mm. It's caught up to her. Caught up to her. <laughs> this Finally is a karmatic after month. All these years. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, I, I can't argue too much on that one. <laughs> I said it's March 31st, Matt. It might as well be February 2nd. It's March 82nd today. Welcome. March 1,952,004. Yes. Accurate. This is March. Honestly, <laughs> I spent. A decent amount of time today. I'm not going to say a ton of time, but a decent amount of time today. I was washing dishes and I was just standing there um, thinking about John Rothstein. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Because just how much that man loves March Mm -hmm. and this is March and all that. And just how how things so quickly turned in the month of March. Like I would kill, kill for him to say something like, Cincinnati, the epitome of brutality, and have it be actually about a tournament game. Sure. I would die for it. Of course, yeah. But here we and are. I'm a little off and on on Rothstein. I think a lot of his gimmicks are, and I get that's his bit, just doing the same five things over and over again. To me, it's kind of have a shelf life, but you know what? You're right. I would <laughs> give anything for genuine John Rothstein tweets at the timeline right now. I turned on, it was some conference championship so we had conference championship week, sort of like the, yeah. the pre-week, I guess. The prelims, yeah. Yeah, there's like the four or five conferences that get everything out of the way the, the week before. Yeah. And so some of those games were going on, and I think it was uh, San Diego State's conference championship game was on CBS Sports, and Rothstein was part of the studio crew, mm. and I had never seen him on TV before. I've just know him through Twitter. I see. Yeah. And. He was, like, he said, oh, guys, the epitome of brutality. (laughs) Spoken word, John Rothstein Twitter, essentially. I was like, oh, my God, he's the Xavier basketball, hell in a cell. Like, he said, he went through, like, three or four of his bits on TV, and I was like, I'm so pleased, pleased as punch, that that (laughs) man is the exact same on, on TV as he is on Twitter. Like, that's John Rothstein. He's not faking it, guys. No, you talk about personal branding. That guy's got it down to a T, for better or for worse. King, 
the calendar yeah. turns to March, and the sporting world looks to John Rothstein. It's incredible. Uh, until it wasn't about two, three weeks ago when everything was shut down for good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, on today's Spe- show... Speaking of... <laughs> um, we're going to play a game called Reasonable Genie. Yeah. We are going to rub without any sort of graphics or sounds or anything like that. You're just going to theater of the mind, have to imagine it. We're going to rub a Michigan State Genie. It's going to come out of the bottle. It's going to look suspiciously like Tom Izzo. And they are going to grant us, it is going to grant us, the genie is going to grant us three reasonable wishes for Michigan State Athletics in the next year. So this isn't, I wish they win a national championship. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that could be reasonable, but it's a bit much, right? Like, oh, yeah. I wish Michigan State lands the number one recruiting class in football. Sure, okay, like Amani Bates is yeah. ready next year, and he stays all four years at Michigan State. Like, that that's a little too it, out of bounds, I think. It's a bit much, so we're going to do reasonable, Genie. Reasonable. Which is just thrilling. Yeah. So Matt and I will each get three wishes from our reasonable genie. And that'll honestly probably take us the first two segments. And then segment three, we will get into a little bit um, some of what Antoine Simmons and Matt Allen had to say um, talking to the media. And then if we do have time, we, we got to talk about these uh, simulations, these we do need to have a dialogue. We need a dialogue on these. Yes. Guys, stop tagging me in, in, in these things. I don't want to retweet anymore. I'm tired of it. I'm just, I don't want to look fun. at any. It was fun for a week. I'm it done. was not fun for a week. It was like, yeah, go. Let's beat Creighton. I don't care anymore. I don't want to do any more fan votes. I don't want I'll, to I'll see I'll save my computers. anger on this for the third segment. Okay. All right, I'll Matt. try to at least. Reminder yes. to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. If you haven't checked it out yet, go back and listen to our Kirk Cousins interview. Matt did a really good job. Uh, some fun insights there from Kirk uh, from his perspective on the uh, win over Wisconsin in 2011, the Rocket game, the play, an audible right before that uh, was called, and how he, you know, how the whole thing went down from his eyes. So go listen to that. If you haven't done so already, Matt, are you ready for today's show? Oh, I sure I will. Come on, let's do this thing. Fantastic. Woo! And real quick, super bummer to all the parents out there. Um, it looks like there's parents in Michigan. It looks like school is done for the year in uh, in the state of Michigan. I imagine many states will be following suit soon. Um, yeah, and I, I just. Send the kids to camp, even though camp isn't around yet. Like, I'm sorry. That's not nah, ca- camp That's is a- just your backyard. <laughs> Pitch a tent in the backyard, send them out there for three months. They'll live off the land. They'll eat grass. They'll figure yeah, it out. They'll be fine. It's a great yeah. time to learn some wilderness skills. You can't even send them to my- grandma and grandpa's house either. No, nah, like, sure can't. That's a horrible idea. Yeah. Tough break. Um, so our hearts, Matt and I do not have children. I no. will soon have a child. Um, but we are with you in these trying times. <laughs> We're trying to be. <laughs> All right, let's let's get our first wishes out of the way here, and then we'll come back and finish this up in segment two. Matt, sure. are you rubbing the genie bottle right now? I am, but at a reasonable, uh, with reasonable pressure, uh, I guess you could say. I don't want to overdo it here. You're not like, Mister. you're not, you know, doing it inappropriately, right? No, like, heavens weird no, no, rubber. no, 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 It's no. just kind no, of like I, a, I want to be on good terms with reasonable genie yeah. right off the top. I want sure. these three wishes granted, yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful when you're rubbing a genie bottle. You don't want to be... Weird about it. So, Matt, no. let me know when the genie's out of the bottle. 
Do we say sound effects or no sound effects? <laughs> no sound effects, but give us... No, okay. you know, we don't have any good ones. Give me some sound effects. <gasps> I'm the genie. <laughs> All right. So ready to go. <laughs> your, your, uh, your genie impression sounds a lot like your waka waka. Yes, it does. Waka waka. Yes, it does. <laughs> That's something. Fuzzy Bear's that cousin is our reasonable genie. Yes. Your uh, yeah, your Huggy Bear's your Huggy Bear impression is something that made the rounds on the last podcast we did together. I don't think it's made an appearance here on Locked On Spartans. So thank what you better for time that. to crack it out than right now? Waka waka. Ah, let's get rocking and rolling, baby. <laughs> All right. So the genie's out of the bottle. The reasonable genie is offering you a wish, Matt. Three wishes. Mm-hmm. They have to be reasonable. What is your first reasonable wish for Michigan State sports? Now, I hope this gets granted because it is on the border of unreasonable and reasonable, but I I need Xavier Tillman to come back for his mm. senior season. Need mm. Xavier Tillman to come back for his senior season. Need Tillman back his senior season. Uh MSU has got some solid big men. They got Bingham. They got Kithier. They got Marble. They got Sissoko coming next year. And don't get me wrong, I think Sissoko is going to be a hell of a player. But you even saw it in Jaron Jackson's freshman year. Jaron Jackson, incredible player, phenomenal defender. But still, there were times where he did have some freshman moments and he really couldn't be out on the court as much as you want. So, yes, yeah, Sissoko is coming in. I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm also sure he's going to have some freshman moments mm-hmm. in more games than we want him to. And the trio I named earlier, Marble, Kithier, Bingham. Yeah, probably odds are they are going to take leaps their next year. But, leaps? man, that's <laughs> going to be a big adjustment for them. These guys are going from being lengthy second fiddle to Tillman to now, hey, oh, it's up to one or two of you three to really be the big man that's going to be the alpha in the room, in the paint. So, yeah. uh, Tillman, uh, if, if you're listening, please, please, please come back. Please come back. <laughs> um, yeah, Tillman's return would certainly be wonderful. I Yeah, that's like right on the borderline of unreasonable. Yeah. You know my stance on that. Um, certainly look to Malik Hall to fill a lot of front court minutes. Uh, next year. My first reasonable wish actually is related to that, Matt. Okay, go on. It is that one Joey Hauser uh, yeah. plays and looks like a first round NBA draft pick. I, that's, a, that's a fantastic, reasonable wish. So, yeah, I didn't say lottery. I didn't say lottery, no, but no. he is a six foot eight, six foot nine ish, somewhere in that range. Um, big guy who has. Decent athleticism, can move around, mm-hmm. can dribble, can pass, can shoot. Sort of the modern stretch four, if you will. Um, extends his range you know, beyond the three-point arc and is a, a good shooter there. And, and his shooting is going to be something that is going to be so important for this team because Cassius Winston is gone. Yep. Kyle Larnes, you know, had spots where he could be a capable enough shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, He's gone too. Where does shooting come from for this team? Joey Hauser's shooting is going to be oh, huge. Josh. What? No, I said foster lawyer. Foster lawyer. <laughs> um, and just that another presence in the front court um, that is a capable and really good player, scoring to double figures, grab some rebounds, make some plays, hit some shots. Um, they really need Joey Hauser to be what he has been billed uh, as being, and that's going to be massive if and when Xavier Tillman decides to stick in the NBA draft and turn professional. 
that's a great use of a first reasonable wish. Thank you. Uh, let's pause here. We'll come right back, and we'll do wishes two and three. All right, Matt, you're up again. What is uh, your second reasonable wish from our reasonable Michigan State genie? I'm going to switch sports. I'm going to switch it to a sport that oh. I hope happens this fall. It's football, Will. Is that your reasonable wish? You just football? <laughs> okay, if I get four, then yeah, for sure. But no, I'm going to go a little bit more micro than just that. Um, I'm going to throw you out a number right here. Uh, 68%. 68%. Does that sound like a good number for, I don't know, Let's a field goal kicker, perhaps? Is that no. strong? Or, no. Okay. Hmm. I would love Matt Coughlin to either get rid of his yips or or get pushed in summer camp for the starting position <laughs> potentially because that was part of the issue last year is there were whispers around this shouts depending on what fan you were talking to um, of hey can someone maybe take over for Coughlin as far as field goal kicking goes and uh, Dintone was like yeah we would love to except no one is really pushing him that much well we got Jake Olson coming in next year he's a highly regarded <laughs> kicker he will be a true freshman um, maybe he and can push knows? Coughlin so but yeah I, listen kicking. It, it's kicking recruiting who the hell knows? It's correct. It's kicking recruiting, and I, I I know I'm really going off on a tangent here uh, because uh, again I'm talking about a field goal kicker no, in a season a where we might we're not going to see a lot of close games maybe with the likes of Penn State Ohio State kind of like last year. But hey, mm-hmm. to get to that six seven win range that would be fantastic for Mel Tucker's first year. You're going to need a kicker to win some of these close games against the Iowas, the Minnesotas, the yep. oh god, who, the, the Miamis, Northwestern. Um, yep. Sure, of course. So, uh, yeah, if we can get a kicker that's a little more reliable than 68%, boy, howdy, would I be a little tickled at that. That is, um, that's a good, reasonable one. Thank you. That's a good, reasonable wish. I appreciate that. It's it's niche. Um, Oh, very. Oh, I was going for niche on that one. Yeah, big (laughs) time. Kicking was a major, major problem. We don't have to rehash that. Um... But just having that short up, whether it's Coglin getting back to form, um, although, mm-hmm. you know, what is good form for him? There's been good moments. Um, there's also been some frustrating moments. Or, you know, is it Jake or Jack? Jack Olson? It might be Jack, actually, come to think I don't of it. Know. Shoot. J. J. Olson. Um, it's Jack. It's Jack. Shoot. Jack, Jack no, Olson. I screwed this up. Crap. We're never going to get an interview with him ever. <laughs> Crap. Uh, him coming in and being either able to win the job or push the job to the point where like, hey, you know, whoever's going out there, you feel pretty good about them as your kicker. I'm with you. All right. My next one is also on the football field. Right. I think this is reasonable. Um, whoever wins the quarterback job, win the Heisman. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? That yeah. seems fair. Yeah. No, no brainer. Yeah, no that, brainer. that's reasonable. Wish granted. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, all I want. I am going to talk about the quarterback battle. All I want from the quarterback battle is when it's over, everyone's like, "Yep, this guy won the job." I like that one. It's I not. Like that one a lot. It's not like, oh well, you know. So and so made some plays. We'll see. Yada yada. Oh, Rocky had a good day. Theo, because uh, when that happens and you're you're going into the first week and you're like, well, no one really separated themselves. There's some good. There's some bad. Like that situation, 
even though it worked out wonderful for Connor Cook, that's kind of the exception, not the rule. You you want somebody when it's a wide open competition, you have three candidates who are like, okay, I see how all three of them have a path to the job. You want one of them to step up and win it going away. And whether they're, you know, the fourth, fifth best quarterback in the Big Ten, sixth, middle of the pack, something like that, doesn't really matter. It's just like, all right, somebody be the one who wins this job. And it's like, yeah, this is the guy. We're confident going into the season with him because that'll just work out so much better than, you know, fiddling around first year playing all three quarterbacks, each one starts a couple games here or there, and and by the end of the season, you're like, yep, we're uh, hoping this true freshman coming in is going to win the job because, uh uh-oh. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, indeed. Yeah, so that's my second reasonable wish. I like that one because I wanted to do like a quarterback one too, but I just couldn't think of a way to phrase it in a reasonable sense. But yeah, just clarity by the end of the camp would just be great. Just someone is like, yep, this is the quarterback. And whether it's Thorne, Day, Lombardi, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Someone's like, yeah, this is our starter for the next two plus years, depending on whoever wins it. Because Rocky's yep. going to be a junior if he wins it. And it, hey, he's way better and looks improved. You, you build on it and have a good senior year. Maybe you can get, you know, a proficient offense, eight, nine wins, something like that. And then program's back on the tracks, right? But that sure. doesn't happen. If you're fiddling around that quarterback for an entire year and then you're going into year two, like, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, got to get that short up for sure. Yeah, that's a strong one. That's a strong one. Uh, I'm still going to stick with the football season for my third and final wish for Mr. Reasonable Genie. Um, and it's because uh, there are about three or four too many times last year where I we had a great tailgate. You get into the stadium. Around the third quarter, uh, you're starting to feel the come down a little bit from the tailgate, <laughs> and that combined with less than satisfactory football, you're really starting to feel bad. So, dang I it, know where I don't care. Going. I don't care how much you charge. I don't care how warm the beer is. Just beer sales at Spartan Stadium. How hard is it? <laughs> God, you'd be trillionaires by the end of week four. Come on, it's. I'm not. I'm, and I'm not trying to be a degenerate. I'm not trying to get zooted to the moon. I'm just trying to have a beer to hold me over for the end of game so at least I could just feel hungover on the car ride home and not in the stadium in the fourth quarter. You know, it's not too much to ask. No, and something is telling me that given the, uh, how shall we say, financial implications hmm. for college programs the last month. Huh, if only there was a solution. There huh. are going to be uh, a lot of searches for hmm. how can we make more money. A and wrapping paper sale. A, a mattress little Caesar's sale. A mattress pizza fundraiser. <laughs> and yeah, Little Caesar's Pizza Pack. What are those called? Uh, pizza Kits? Pizza Kits. Yes. Yeah, oh, pizza I kits. hated yep. selling Pizza Kits. I Beekman is going to be hawking Pizza Kits on the outside of Spartan <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> or pizza or he sells beer in the inside of Spartan Stadium. <laughs> Billy B's Pizza <laughs> Kits to, to raise all the lost money. Yeah, I can see. Oh, I can see it now. Yeah. So that that might be something that is on the table all over the place because they're going to start looking at schools that have done it and be like, all right, how much money, extra money did you make? Okay. Like what? I don't know what the sales figures are, but there's, mm-hmm. it's got to be like a decent amount of money yeah. selling alcohol inside the stadium. And if that is, you know, a viable path, they're going to take it because they need all viable paths right now. 
And I, and I don't want to be greedy. Like I would pay fifteen dollars for a forty five degrees Milwaukee's best. <laughs> like I I don't I don't need like craft beer or anything super high end. Like just g- give me the bare basics, just enough to coast me through the second half of the game, please. F- reasonable. Thank you. Yeah, if, uh, yeah. This might be a little selfish. It has really nothing to do with either teams playing on the field, but hey, you know what? Seventy five thousand, eighty thousand people can fill Spartan Stadium, so I'm looking out for everyone else too here. Perfect. All right, my last one. Um, here you go. L- LSU generates over two million dollar two million dollars in alcohol sales during 2019 season. There you I'm go. I'm surprised that's it for LSU too, for to be honest. LSU. So yeah, yeah. Um, hey, Purdue got a half a million. I think Michigan State could get a million. Perfect. They they could use the money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my last one is also recruiting, or it's also football, but it's off the field. It's recruiting, Matt. Got it. It is just a reasonable wish that at some point in the next, like, four months, mm-hmm. probably more like June, July, August-ish, that Mel Tucker has the ability to bring prospects onto campus. That's Ooh. all I want is a chance. And it could even, we could extend that out, like, to if we have a season, don't have, whatever. Just, like, at some point in the next four to six months, Mel Tucker gets a chance to bring prospects to campus because I think it's really hard to get recruiting off the ground when you can't bring them in and you don't have an established, like Nick Saban's going to be fine. Ryan Day is still pulling in five-star recruits. There's a certain level of panache you have where it's like, yeah, we can just get kids. Um, So we, you know, they don't have to worry about it when you're starting a program like Mel Tucker is, you got to get kids in there, meet them face to face. And we know we've heard a million times how good he is at recruiting, how good his staff is like that all is great meeting kids digitally, like talking to them on the phone or zoom or whatever the hell they're allowed to do is great. But it'd be great if at some point in the next six months, he could get kids on campus and be able to recruit them in East Lansing. Because I think if he's able to do that, He'll still be able to sign a class that is going to look like one of the better D'Antonio classes, um, you know, somewhere 25 to 20, somewhere in that range in top classes in the country. If he's able to do that, um, and that's a great first step in terms of uh, this starting the new program, recruiting, lifeblood of college football. It's going to really be a big deal now. We're going to be talking about it a lot, uh, even oh, yeah. though the, like last regime won a ton, but recruiting was never something they were interested in. And I think that trickled down and fans were like, ah, recruiting, we don't need it. Like, it's going to be different. We're going to be doing a lot of recruiting. It's really going to matter. Um, and I'd like to see it get off <laughs> on a decent foot. And I just really hope that June, July is possible too. That's that's the thing I get worried about there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. But hey, we're trying to be positive here. <laughs> it's, just, it's reasonable. I extend it out until like September. Like if by September he can't recruit anybody, <laughs> well, it's going to yeah. be hard to sign a class. Yeah, a little bit. All right. That was a strong um, three. Well, strong six really combines with strong six. Yeah, you us, did yeah. not. Uh, you did not bring up a transfer point guard, did you? No, I sure didn't, and I'm realizing that I totally. Yeah, I, I did, I did. We're gonna uh, and, we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna come right back here in, j- in just a second. We gotta talk. <laughs> Beer's more important. 
Okay, so like 10, 15, I don't even know how long this, this okay, 25 minutes ago, Matt and I were talking yeah. right before we started recording, mm-hmm. news broke that Carrick Jones from Radford, transfer point guard, um, one of the top guys in the transfer portal, uh, had finalized his sort of list, I guess it's not much of a finalized finalization, but he's trimmed his list from 40 schools that contacted him to Louisville, West Virginia, Gonzaga, Maryland, Texas Tech, Michigan State, Marquette, and staying at Radford. We can get Radford out of there. Why, why, like, why, why do that? Why, why throw them at the end? Who are you lying to? Radford. That's who he's lying to. Yeah, true. And I said, Matt, are you <laughs> yeah. going to do a transfer point guard mm-hmm. in your reasonable wishes? Because mm-hmm. that would be a great way to talk about Car- Carlick Jones. It would. And you said what? I said, I said yes, yes. You said yes, you were yeah. going to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and then why 10 minutes passed, and that's about eight minutes. Out, well, 10 minutes passed, and uh, that's about eight minutes outside my attention span. So just kind of forgot. Whoopsie-daisy. <laughs> Shoot. Wait, hold on. Who who do I see that in the distance? Hey, it's the genie again. That was more like Cleveland from Family Guy than Fozzie Bear. Anyway, um, wow, Genie's back to grant us a seventh wish because we did so well on our first six. Will, how about this? My and, head, my head is is just in my hand. It's, I'm not yeah, even yeah. looking up at my mic. I'm talking mm-hmm. into my desk. I know it is. My head is buried into my palm. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally. Uh, so but my continue. seventh wish, yeah, my seventh what wish is that I, we I, get. What is it going to mm-hmm. be, Matt? Well, my my wish is that we get. Two to three minutes talking about uh, Carlick Jones right now. That that's my wish. Is just, that just, Will will let me talk just about Carlick Jones? Shut up and keep talking. Shut up <laughs> okay. and keep talking. All right, perfect. <laughs> it's interesting, but at the same time, you got your usual suspects: uh, Kareem Mane. Um, I, am I saying that name right? Mane, whatever his I name is. There, there's Jaden Aiken floating around out there, and you're like, okay, fine. I guess I will settle for this Radford point guard. However, the he is a pretty good point guard. I like him more than Aiken. I starting, uh, yeah, same. Uh, I, I, was, don't, uh, I don't know. Amari uh, Hardy was the other one too from UNLV. That was the other transfer that's floating around. Detroit native. Uh, he's actually got a brother that's a junior. That's like a top twenty recruit. That's another transfer oh, yeah, too that's, that's right. floating around top out 10 there. Recruit. With that said, Carlick Jones, not too shabby of a player himself. Uh, what, what, what did he say his splits were? They were like 80. Go. I got him. I got him. Thank you. All right. He's uh, 50% from two, 40% from three, 82% from the free throw line, um, effective field goal, 53, true shooting, 59, which is really great. His assist rate is 36.1, which is 23rd best in the country. That's fantastic. His turnover rate. 13.5, which is um, nationally ranked 356. It's you know it's a solid thing for someone who handles the ball that much. It's offensive rating 119.8 last year. That's 88th best. Excuse me in the country. Um, draws 6.3 fouls per 40 minutes. That's 43rd best in the country. And for a six foot one, 180 pound point guard, that's pretty incredible. Um, it's not bad. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah. And despite all the shots he takes, his free throw rate's still really high because he gets fouled a crap ton. So gets to the free throw line, really efficient, um, really a really good player at the two things you want to be maximum efficient, free throws and threes, and he does it really well, and he's got a high assist rate and a pretty decent turnover rate as well. 
He does, and he really turned it on for uh, Radford at the end of the season, who went 21-11 and 11 on the year, but which is okay. It's fine. Uh, I think it tied him for first at the end of their regular season. What was really impressive, though, is they finished at 11-2, and two, and Jones was a huge reason for that mm-hmm. as well. He had 20-plus points in eight of those 13 games. Uh, I think he only had three assists in two of those games. Other than that, he was always around like the 4-5. He even floated up at the 7-8 mark uh, about five times, it looks like. So, yeah, he is a gamer. He would be a leader. Now, does MSU need a bonafide leader like they do Cassius? Sure, it never hurts, but when you do have guys like Brown, you hope to take a leap, Aaron Henry, Hauser. Like, he doesn't have to be the guy, but no, he's certainly he's not gonna be the capable best of sharing. No. Yeah. There will be a little jump from Radford to yeah. uh, playing at Breslin <laughs> Center for the green and white. But, Don't get but me there wrong. Also will, there are going to be a jump. Whoever, if they land a grad transfer point guard, there's going to mm-hmm. be a jump wherever, whether it's yeah. from UNLV, Harvard, or Radford. Like there's That's a jump for any of them. For sure. And when looking for a transfer point guard, and that's a, a huge wish which would have been great for an earlier segment that I completely bypassed, is to get someone that is competent. I know that's a very low baseline, but someone who takes care of the ball, someone who can shoot because we are losing shooting with Winston, and we'll see if Lanker comes back. Here's what I like. Yeah, a a guy that can peg it from 40% from three. uh, Yes, please. A guy that has a very high assist rating. Yes, please. Uh, Like this guy checks pretty much all the boxes as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, here's another thing that I think... Makes him who I'm really like, okay, I would love to see if he could end up at Michigan State, compared to even someone like Bryce Aiken, who we like. Um, he played 83% of their minutes last year, played in 30 games, um, yeah. 29 the year before that, 28 the year before that. Um, Bryce Aiken, last four, all four years at Harvard, played seven games, 18 games, 13 games, 25 games. He has been hurt a bunch, in and out of the lineup, was out for almost the entirety of Last season, only played seven games. Um, sometimes, here's a nice cliche, your best ability is availability. Um, yeah, yeah and that's true. Yeah, so while Bryce Aiken has certainly struggled at times, and you know who knows if that would repeat itself, Carlick Jones, like I said, 30 games, 29 games, and 34, excuse me, his freshman year. So he has been much more uh, available uh, than uh, Bryce Aiken. And that helps. That's it great. Certainly. And- does and, and with with that list of players too that are kind of on MSU's radar, uh, it's a strong list. I gotta say to kick it off this early in the whole transfer season and even late recruiting season with uh, Mane, Mane, however you want to say his name, uh, MSU is in a good spot. I think, and I, this might be a little arrogant, but I feel like MSU is one of those programs that, knock on wood, here won't strike out on all those guys necessarily. I feel like they can get one of them. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. This isn't like we're talking about Minnesota right now or perhaps yes. Northwestern. Like, There's some clout with Michigan State. A bit. I like to think that some of these college guys that are transferring know that as well. So that yes. would be great. And, hey, I'm sure they know that Cassius is leaving giant shoes to fill and there will be playing time when you park your car and visit East Lansing, Michigan, and you know how to play point guard. So... That's what we got. (laughs) There absolutely is. All right, we are out of time. That's going to do it for us on today's show. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Locked on Spartans. Matt, we had like three topics. Yeah, sorry about show. (laughs) completely on me. Yeah. And we end up doing one topic pretty much. But I think we 
branched out and, and covered some ground with, you know, John Rothstein and, and whatnot. So it was, a, it was a good effort by us. Yeah, sorry about derailing the football talk. We'll, we'll save that for, what, Thursday's episode because we got something coming tomorrow? Yeah. Tomorrow. Right? Tomorrow, Travis Trice uh, joined us. Really fun time chatting with him, mm-hmm. uh, laughing at Tom Izzo and Denzel Valentine and different funny things. Um, had a really good time. With Travis, we are recapping um, the 2015 Elite Eight game against Louisville, uh, as well as just kind of that team's run through the tournament. We talk a little bit broader like that season and ups and downs and how they were able to sort of rally the troops to get to the Final Four. So a lot of fun talking with Travis. That'll be out Wednesday, Wednesday's show. And then we will reconvene with you Thursday with a regularly scheduled episode of Locked on Spartan. So that's what we got coming up for you. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us home. Ah, Genie's got to go away now. Does the last time ever doing that? This is the last time ever doing that. It's so bad. Ah, shoot.